Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Hot Springs Studio, Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Agri and DJ Williams on the Buzz Radio Network. This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody. Welcome back for our second hour today. It is Chris Kane, Christian Weaver. Although you're both Christians. A couple Christians. Christian, it up. Christian, and he When did you drop the uh, tin? Uh, I never had the... Uh, my my family never referred to me as the tin. I think my, my, my dad and uncle will sometimes use it, but like... Look, it's a mom's thing, right? Like, I asked my mom, hey, why didn't you call me? My first name is actually John. John Christian right. Kane. And so I asked, why Why am I not a John? And Calling you said, JC ah, was because, too much. Ah, I guess so. There's only one. <laughs> there is only There's one. There's only one, you know. You can't have more than that. But yeah, a couple Christians and... Uh, so why'd she say? She just said she liked the name Chris. And I always thought, you know, when I was in... Especially when I was in broadcast, I thought... In sports, Chris Kane sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I moved to news, there wasn't like a, a real consideration. But John Kane definitely sounds John legit. John Kane sounds good. It sounds legit. Yeah, it does. You know, John Kane tonight at ten. The voice you trust. Yeah, John Kane. John Kane's pretty. Well. Yeah, Chris Kane sounds like. Hey, it's Chris Kane. Sports. You look like a Christopher too to me. Yeah. And I mean that with all the respect. I know. It's just a kind, sweet face. Oh, thank you. Yes. But I'm a Christian. Sorry to disappoint. You're a John. <laughs> Correct. You got me. How you guys doing? Man, we're good. Man, I'm glad to be here with you. We have you. some positive did, things to talk about. I'm glad you could hang out today. It's did fun. Your, did your new co-host, I mean, did he need a, a Mexican vacation after just a couple of weeks with you? Was that what he needed to get out of here after yeah, two weeks? He was like, I need to go in the Caribbean. I got to go to Mexico for a week and, yeah. and, and, and decompress. Yeah, he's like, I need 100 Coronas, maybe some blow. You know, we'll just see what happens. No, I'm kidding. No, yeah, he, he, we've actually had a blast. Uh, and he it's fun because... I listen. I enjoy it. Well, it's a different dynamic because Wes and I are basically a couple of stodgy old 50-year-old dudes. And DJ's a 36-year-old going on 25, mostly because he's dating a younger lady. And that helps kind of keep him young. But he's also got in, young interests. And then he and Christian nerd out over all the nerdy stuff. Like, there's stuff that you and DJ talk about that I don't have a clue yeah, about, and Wes even had about. less of a clue I about. I think so. he bridges the gap between There you, you go. And so, I mean, yeah. they're doing, like, anime and, like, Harry Potter, and, I mean, they're just Lord like... Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I yes. found out he was a big Lord of the Rings fan while you were gone. Oh, it's yeah. a dork you were out too that day. I, I, wa- I rewatched Return of the King the other day because, you know, I was trying to fall asleep to something. Which one's that? Is that Lord that's of the, the Rings or the other one? one? Return of the King is the yeah. last Lord of the Rings. Okay, I don't know if that's Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Yeah, so I rewatched it the other day, and... Yeah, it was, you know, it, it, it definitely, I was like, okay, yeah, it's good. I see why it won the awards, especially for makeup, but I was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm, I don't need to watch that again. Sean Astin's birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah. Or this weekend, at least. I don't, he hasn't done much since then, has he? Doesn't have to. He's rich. That's, he did, that's uh, between, true. Between Rudy, Goonies, and that, he's done. What did he do? Uh, yeah, 51st Dates, he was Adam Sandler's, uh, he was Drew Barrymore's brother. <laughs> Oh, he was. Oh, but you know what he was in recently? Actually, Stranger Things. Yeah, he was in Stranger Things. He, he had he, he had one, one season. Sean's uh-huh. made plenty of money. I ain't yeah. worried about him. I guess he's all right. Um, so what's going on with you? Uh, World of Solar, baby. Yep. Good days when it's sunny like this. Love yeah. it. I bought. Let me tell you what I bought at my old house. I bought some lights that are solar, mm-hmm. and they're not in direct sunlight most of the day. So like once every five days, they'd work at night. And then the rest of the time, they're just like... Uh, that was at your house. Yeah. And you you basically lived in the woods. That's right. So... <laughs> Not a good spot for it. <laughs> just tell you. But I love it. matters. You know, I'm very pro-solar. Yeah. I, I oh, think solar is amazing. I and I, I want to see it all over the place. And yeah. I want uh, energy to quit uh, being a monopoly. Anyway. Uh, except where's the bell? There it is. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, just, I don't yeah. want trash talking. Oh, of course not. There's of course so not. I, I know. And it was, like you said, a lot of good things to talk about today. Yep. We like the good. Yeah, we have lots of good Razorback I things know. to talk about. Um... Again, I'm going to say it every day until it's sponsored. The the Red White Report is available for up for grabs. So if you're interested, or birth, birthday trivia is not sponsored anymore. I saw that. It makes me sad. It made me say, it, yeah, it, it surprised me. If only you worked at a solar company. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, congratulations to Caliph Battle. If you missed him, he was on the morning show today. 
You can go back to our podcasting sites and hear the entire interview. Uh, but he was named the SEC Player of the Week, and he should be since it was the second most points ever scored by a Razorback in an SEC game. Todd Day was sitting there going, man, I hope they win, but dude, come on. Don't take that Stop from me. Stop at 42. Don't take that Quit from it. me. You're what right. was Todd Day's total? 43. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think he did it against LSU, maybe. Okay. Anyway, we'll see uh, if he can better that tonight. Certainly trying to score a bunch of points against Vanderbilt will be a little easier. Well, we saw Vandy play earlier this year. Yes, we did. And they're, like, not good and stuff. We were convinced. <laughs> and then I watched Missouri, and I was like, this team's not good, but I think they're definitely better than Vandy. And then Vandy beat Missouri. Yeah. So it happens. It's a wild league. That's why I say you never bet on two bad teams. They're two bad teams. And I would have put Arkansas on that group until a few weeks ago. And by a few weeks, I mean three, day, three days yeah, ago. Like three games. <laughs> They can make it a three-game win streak tonight, boys, with a win over Vanderbilt, and Arkansas is trending in the right direction. We'll see. If, I don't expect Battle to recreate 11 of 15 or anything like that, but if he can be solid tonight, and I love what they're doing. They have found something with the four-guard rotation, and then Lawson starting. I mean, we never talk about Lawson. We never talk about him, but he starts. He didn't do anything in the last game. Yeah, that's he had. We we had he had one more point than I did, and one more yeah. rebound, and one more assist. He feels like that. But he only played ten minutes. That one starter from us, kind of like Connor Vanover, where he just kind of starts them and then he should them. change his name to Ryan Sorahan. Back in the day, Ryan Sorahan was star for the Razorbacks. He played one series and it's like, hey, Matt Jones, come on, you got it. It's all about it, it's it's a mental thing, right? It's just some guys like coming off the bench. Some guys do better without and, the and pressure. Exactly. So hey, you're not starting, but <laughs> you better believe after that first whistle, you're in. I will say, like it'd be like kind of like a street fight. Like if you're in a street fight and it's like five on five. And, like, you see your buddies, like, out there throwing punches, and it's like nobody's getting hurt when they punch your guys. They're like, okay, I'm comfortable now. Let's get in there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just need you need to see the the layout first, right? See kind of yeah. how everything's playing out? Yeah. It's like, okay, that guy's it not is. as good as I thought. That guy's not as good as I thought. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. like, this dude can't hold me. Let me get in there with yeah. bum. It is odd because, like, Makai Mitchell was playing starter's minutes. Yes. He's just coming off the bench, which right. is weird. But Yeah. And I'm sure if he was demanding or really eager to start, or felt they, he, you know, they felt like he would perform better in that role, he'd probably put him in that role. I will say this: it's we talk a lot about the offense from Caleb this week, and Arkansas shooting it better from outside. But the really the big story of late has been the defense, especially against the three. I saw this in the notes from Arkansas in the last five games. Arkansas has held their opponents to 18 of 69 from three, 26 percent. And, of course, this first couple of years, they were great defending the, the three-point line. But over the last few games, Georgia was 4 of 18. Uh, UT was 5 of 17. They didn't need to make too many. Yeah. Uh, Mississippi State was 4 of 15. A&M, 6 of 20. And Missouri, 5 of 19. Now, admittedly, they may have not played a couple yeah. of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. But still, it's something. Look, they were bad offensive teams scoring plenty against Arkansas early in the year. So, maybe some improvement. Here's some numbers, too, that I thought were interesting. Uh, again, wish I had my readers. Uh, Vanderbilt is 324th in Division One basketball in how, scoring. How many teams are there? There are not that many more. That made 369, 368. Nice. Uh, 66.1 points a game. They're 254th in scoring defense. Arkansas, admittedly, is 312. <laughs> uh, and they're a bad free throw shooting team, too. So, really, they don't do much well. The good news is uh, Arkansas is a big favorite. Who do you think? That's our question today. Who do you think will win by more tonight? Today, Razorback baseball hosting Grambling with a bunch of eager hitters who have been struggling mightily, facing the fourth maybe best starter for Grambling, or Arkansas this basketball team, which is favored by ten over Vanderbilt tonight. Mm. Oh yeah, I'll take Arkansas basketball. Okay, I would not be surprised to see the baseball team pop off for eighteen runs tonight, eighteen to five, something like that. Do you think the basketball team will win by thirteen more? Yeah, I just, it's just baseball's too random. It's true. That's just, it's better to bet on basketball. I'd take the baseball team still. You can bet online it's on Twitter at CWeaver1037 at JustinAkery7. Devo Davis, some numbers for him. And, again, I just think about, man, he missed a handful of games the last couple of years, too, and he could have just added to his totals, but he's still moving on up. He's 35th all-time in scoring at Arkansas with 1,089, which isn't a ton. But with his six assists over the weekend, he's got 306, and he's in the top 10 now at Arkansas all-time. So really happy for Devo. The other thing that's interesting is he's third all-time in rebounding for players who are listed as a guard or guard forward, he's only trailing a couple of pretty good ones, Sidney Moncrief and Todd Day. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good, impressive. Good company. So, yeah, 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 he has had a really, really, really good career, and I'm really happy for him. Well, and it's been it's more than anything, and I hope people remember this, right, no matter what happens at the end of the season. Hopefully he continues to 
help this team win. Yes. But it's moments in March that he's going to be remembered for. Even after this season, it will be those moments that he made in the tournament that people, will, I think, will remember the most. Here's Eric Musselman on Devo and his performance this weekend. Didn't have a great offensive day, but he helped the team in a lot of other ways. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to play a point guard at power forward, he's got a rebound. And he did that. You know, I mean, the, the good thing about Devontae is, you know, you kind of tell him a role and, and, and lay out expectations, and then he, he plays as hard as he can and does it. Told him before the game, you got a rebound if you're a power forward. I'm not so sure he thinks he's a power forward, but he is with us right now. Well, what he is is a rebounder, regardless of position. It's positionless basketball. Um, also, we played this off the top, but I thought it was worthy of replaying. Caleb Battle, I really like him. His attitude has not changed one bit. Now, he sounds a little bit happier when he's talking to the morning guys when he's on like he was this morning after a good game and a win. But I will say he's been very consistent, solid, and available. And a lot of times just showing up when you're struggling is a hard thing to do as a student athlete and having to face the music. Now, admittedly, we're a pretty friendly environment when you come on here in an NIL situation. But uh, <laughs> What's but Mount Rushmore breakfast places? <laughs> But I applaud Caleb, and uh, I thought this was good. He, you could tell his, and I talked to other guys like this who've had bad nights, bad yeah. games, bad weeks, bad months. When you're a player and you're a shooter and you've worked your whole life for this opportunity, usually, really at their core, their confidence isn't wavering. Oh, I've been uncomfortable. I mean, I think Coach said earlier this year, even he said my, uh, like if if I got a red light, I'm still gonna make a green. I don't like not the face. Somebody can tell me I don't care hey, who. Some, anybody can tell me. The President of the United States can tell me to stop shooting the ball. I'm still going to shoot the ball. I'm going to be honest. This is, that is who I am. That's just what I do. My grandma always says, when you know who you are, you know what you do. So I know who I am. And I know what I do. I'm, I'm a scorer, so that's what I, you know. It would be funny if uh, President Biden was over there licking on an ice cream cone and telling Caleb, oh, oh and one more thing. <laughs> I need Caleb Battle to quit shooting. <laughs> i got to be honest. This, uh, this smoke of fudge is really good. Anyway... You see him the other day? Yes. What is that about? Oh, it was, it was all, it was like SNL coming to come to life. Yeah. Like I could. That's the problem with SNL, right? It's not as funny anymore because reality is, is funnier, crazier. It's more absurd. I have to ask you about something else that kind of reminds me of that. Well, SNL is an SNL question, but let me do this first. Uh, baseball wise, Hagen Smith and Colin Fisher both named pitcher of the week and co-freshman of the week, or respectively, I should say, pitcher of the week and co-freshman of the week. And Colin is going to pitch again today. Smith, 17 strikeouts, of course, you know the story. He was phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately, did not get the win, but still was great. And then uh, the freshman, Colin Fisher, his first two collegiate pitching appearances last week, 10 strikeouts, did not allow an earned run, over seven and a third. And again, I'm still getting used to baseball, 7.1. Seven and a third, not seven point one. Yeah, I don't know why we don't do seven point three, seven point six, seven point, or you know, seven point three three. Yeah, or just like seven and one third. Surely they can do that. I don't know. I'll be fine. It would help. Yeah. Anyway, congrats Reading. to both those guys. Uh, again, first pitch today is at three. Pre-game two thirty. Buzz two one zero six seven. Basketball tonight. Late start eight o'clock. It's on ESPN Plus. You. Uh, Are you talking about the basketball? Basketball game. Basketball is SEC Network. Oh, SEC Network. Okay. SEC, it's ESPN Plus for baseball today. So I will be going home to watch that this afternoon and so, watch basketball. In baseball, 7.1 is one out. Do they do 7.2 for two outs? They do. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense, but it'd be better the other way. I concur a thousand percent. Uh, we didn't talk a lot about Molina, but here's coach on uh, Mason Molina, who was the third starter for Arkansas, and it's been pointed out multiple times. Bubba Carpenter said it yesterday. I heard Wes say it on Out of Bounds yesterday. You got three Friday night starters, which is a pretty darn good situation to have. I believe you're going to be hearing from Brady Tiger on one of the shows, but I don't want to give it away. I think I just did. Can't tell you which show. We got Hagen Smith coming up later this I week. I think he's pretty good. Yes, unless uh, we strike out on him. I don't think so. Pun intended. Well, he did a great job, obviously. I mean, he didn't get much help behind him, and uh, none of our pitchers did. Uh, offensively, you know, we weren't swinging the bat with the darn all weekend. And I think we put a lot of pressure on our, on our pitchers, and they did a tremendous job. So, you know, he got us rolling and gave us a chance to get a lead without doing much. They did it for us, walking people and hitting people. And, um, Great job, our staff. We're having some staff down there next year to get better sound. Oof. Anyway, um, back to my question. Back uh, totally off topic from baseball, Razorbacks, anything else. 
Did you watch SNL this week and see any highlights of it? I did not. No. Um, Shane Gillis was the host. I like Shane Gillis. I still haven't watched the opening monologue. The monologue is so uncomfortable. It's hilarious. It's so because he says he's good at that. Well, he says stuff like the R word, and he talks about you know gays in a way that is not common in 2024. Um, I don't think any of it's mean-spirited, but he just says things that people don't yeah. say, even in as, a, as a stand-up comic anymore. But uh, and I saw him talking about it with some other guys, some other comedians, on a podcast. And he said he called Louis C.K. to get some advice. And he's like, uh, what do I do? And he's like, dude, just do your show. He's like, most of these people don't know you as a stand-up comedian anyway, so just do your thing. And he's like, how did you handle it? He's like, well, first of all, my stand-up's way better than yours. And, and he's like, okay, <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Um, but it was funny. They had a bit that I wouldn't play on the air because I don't think it would translate. But it is a takeoff of the insurance deal, the uh, Lemu Emu thing. Mm-hmm. It, it it is freaking hilarious. I need to watch. You it. need to watch it. I watched it seventeen times yesterday, not literally, but I did watch it seven times. It is so funny, and uh, it was very much out of left field. Shane Gillis's stand up on Netflix and on YouTube are both hilarious. He's very. I don't know if I call him edgy. He's anti-PC. Yeah, anti-PC. Yes. That's a better yeah. way to say it. Uh, Tom Segura, who was at Oakland recently, I'd call him edgy. Yeah. And he's definitely a uh, shock value guy. I think those guys, what's interesting about them and why I think they're creating their own niche in the world of comedy is, like you said, there's a lot of things that even in the comedian world, they're questioning, can I do this still? Can I still get yeah. this kind of laughter based on, you know, the current cultural climate that questions and challenges and tries to cancel everything. And these guys have basically said, I don't care. Right. I'm going to do it. And like what Louis C.K. told him, oh, just do your show. Who cares? And this is your stage. This is your audience. He got fired from this show. You're going back to host it now? I mean, there's no better own in the world than I didn't need you, SNL. I'm bigger now. I'm now your, your guest host of the week. I think... That gave more confidence than anything to get up there and do his own stuff. I'll give us a lot of credit, too. I mean, a lot of people would not do that. They would not welcome him back because it's basically admitting you made a mistake yeah. in some ways. So, uh, But again, his type of humor as a writer maybe was a little too edgy for that room. I, I, here's the thing. It, back in the day when I was a kid, you could go anywhere with comedy, and it was always supposed to be the envelope pusher. Now it has been, to your point, like it's been sort of establishment. It's become establishment. So, like, everybody's following that same, I don't want to cross any lines. That's what comedy's for. It's supposed to be. if you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, you got some issues. That's what the greats do. I mean, Carlin pushed the limit. Pryor pushed the limit. All those old guys that came before this generation were known for saying things that, even at that time, you know, there's some things you wonder, oh, can those still be listened to in, in public form like they were? But they were like, we don't care. And I think the new generation of comics who embrace that are going to be more successful because if you're looking for good comedy, real, raw comedy, you got to go to guys who aren't afraid to push the line of the PC limits. Yeah. I, I There are things I would never say, and you probably shouldn't in mixed company, you're not a stand-up comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is funny to watch somebody else do it. <laughs> I'm not. Li- I'm not saying it. I'm yeah. just laughing at that guy who said it. Yeah, I, I saw a clip of uh, Norm Macdonald, and he got fired from SNL in the '90s, and then like not even a year later, he was hosting. He was like, "How can I get fired from SNL because I wasn't funny enough?" But now all of a sudden, I'm funny enough. And he's like, and then I realized it's not that I'm funnier; it's that the show is worse. Yeah, <laughs> that is a funny thing. I saw that the other day too. Um, in 2008, a movie came out that a lot of people would argue you couldn't make today. Tropic Thunder. Boom. Yeah. Oh, it is. Hasn't been that long ago. Well, and the best part about it is, a couple of years ago, whoever, whatever this generation is, Z or whatever they're called now, <laughs> they tried to... Come, whatever you people are. They, they tried to cancel Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, which is stupid. Because of it, while not understanding the entire point of the movie was to parody yeah, that the, exact... Yeah, was making fun of him. Yes, you exactly. Know the part that's actually more offensive? Simple Jack is more offensive than Robert Downey Jr. playing the black man. That's a good point probably is. And the funniest part about that was it was also making fun of yes. that. Like yeah, guys well, who were playing that in film and how they were <laughs> they were parodying that. It's but you're like right. People that, completely missed the point of the movie. That's exactly right. And but the funniest part about looking back at that movie, I forget who all was in it. You think of those two guys. The best part of the whole movie is Tom Cruise. That's exactly right. And Tom Cruise and Matthew McConaughey's characters were incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think McNulty uh, had a nice turn too. Yeah. <laughs> briefly. <laughs> the entire yeah. <laughs> that cast put together, and, and they were so far ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, they could still probably do that in today's age and yeah. push the PC limit, 
but it would just be it, it would be so controversial it'd be the most popular movie in the world there's no doubt instead of back then where it's like oh did you see it oh yeah it was kind of good Listen, oh, it, was, it was weird 10 years from now somebody's say we're doing a remake of Tropic Thunder oh, and we're going to be like cool we'll go see it <laughs> Maybe things will shift. I want to see that studio that fronts it. Yeah, we need a black man doing whiteface. Yes, there we go. Um, James says this is on our live fan feedback. Also up for sponsorship, by the way. Justin, please don't talk like you know what ACC basketball hatred between programs is about. If you haven't lived in North Carolina, then you don't know. You're such a dismissive jerk sometimes. Well, guess what, James? Josh is from Virginia, and I've been watching basketball my whole life, and I'm pretty sure it's safe to say if you ask anybody related to Duke that their number one rival is North Carolina. Is that fair? Easily, yeah. Do I think Wake Forest wants to beat Duke more than any other school? Absolutely. I get it. But so do a lot of other schools. Like all the schools in that area probably hate Duke or North Carolina. A hundred percent. Or both. Most likely both. Of course. I think NC State's biggest rival would be in North Carolina, too. But North Carolina's biggest rival is, is Duke, and Duke's is North Carolina. I didn't think that was up for debate. No, I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was... Sorry. That's kind of that's one of those few things in sports that's like, no, it's pretty set in stone. Is mm. it a robbery? Yeah. yeah, but one party doesn't take it nearly as serious that, as the that, other. That's like you telling me that Alabama State's biggest rival is Alabama, when they might play once every 20 years. Yeah. Sorry. I know they'd like to beat Alabama more than any other school, because it would be very meaningful. But that's, it's always going to be Auburn, Alabama. Until kingdom come. Even even LSU, it's it's situational, right? I like, mean, here's it's the thing. been a big rivalry, but Auburn-Alabama predates this I'll, I'll LSU-Alabama Look, I don't care if it makes sense or not for some people. Like, here's the deal. Like, Josh should know this as well as anybody. Kansas's biggest rival is not Kansas State. That's right. They want to beat Missouri. It's Missouri. That's it's right. Missouri. And it shouldn't be. Michigan State's biggest rival is probably Michigan. But, but Michigan Kansas State, who do they want to beat the most? Kansas State, who do they want to be the most? Yeah, Kansas. Kansas, right. right. So it's the same kind of deal. Michigan State yeah. and Michigan. Michigan State wants to beat Michigan more than anybody else. But Michigan doesn't give a damn about that. They're trying to beat Ohio State every year. Yeah. I mean, they want to beat Michigan State, too, just because it's embarrassing. But it's a tier thing, right? Like, if you're, if you're setting them up. Yeah. Ohio State's number one tiers. always. Yeah. In basketball, it's more impressive in most years to beat Michigan State. But I'm sure they you don't hear about that rivalry in basketball as much. No. But I think, when I think Auburn, Alabama, like I think they hate each other and everything. Yes. I don't think about Duke, North Carolina football either. And I'm sure they want to beat each other real bad, too. I don't really think talks about, about it, right? Arkansas-LSU basketball as a huge rivalry because LSU's not very good. I don't hate LSU basketball. Yeah, I think about Kentucky. I hate. I don't hate Kentucky that much. I don't either, hate I them either. There's not really a hate in basketball, I guess, in this There's league. There's not. I don't really But growing up either. as a kid, like I hated Kansas basketball, and I hated Nebraska football. I think it's situational. It depends on who's the coach there at the time, right? Like, right now, I think if it you It depends were to, how bad they're beating the hell out of you and how embarrassing it is. Right, like, Nate Oates at Alabama right now is pretty polarizing in the minds of Razorback fans. Oh, they everybody... Want, yeah, I think most people dislike him. Yeah, exactly. So, now, it's it's kind of shifts to Alabama. But, you know... If you gave me one win, and I could only win one game, I still want to be Kentucky always. Yeah. Because they're yeah. still the most blue-blood name. Definitely. And they're arguably and, the best team still. I mean, they have an argument for yeah, it. Even when, like, Florida was winning national titles, I'm still like, I'd rather be Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree. Yeah, but it's also the coach. Plus, an Arkansas Calipari is pompous and yeah. loud-mouthed and... But I love him. Polarizing. Yeah, I, I like him, I like, though. Too. Yeah, I like I him, like too. Him. I do not like Nate Oates. I do like him. Uh, when Arkansas came in the league, of course, they'd been running roughshod over most of the years, over the Southwest Conference, too. So it was like, hey, we're the big dog in the Southwest. And then Kentucky's like, cool, come on. Come get you some. So it was fun. You know? And that back when they had divisions which was dumb, uh, you know, you had the East and the West, and it was, you know, it's like Arkansas over here with the schools over here. It's like, hey, we're, we're the big dog here. You're the big dog there. It's all good. We'll meet you up in the middle. Who was the coach back then? Was it Patino at Kentucky? Patino, yeah. Yeah? Um, yeah, I think that's right. Okay. When they, when they first came in the league. I, I, I don't remember who was at Kentucky the at the time. I the very first. Was, yeah. I think it maybe predated Patino. When, okay. When Arkansas first came in the SEC, go back and look at that. We, who was the, what year was that when Arkansas, 92? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, some things here, some other things here. Uh, but James, thanks for the clarification. You just tell me all the rivalries when you get time. Uh, Trey says, "I'm not sure, but I bet we're close to being favored when we storm the court against Auburn." Yeah, that might be true. I'm, I'm not saying you're crazy there. Remember when Arkansas? They, Auburn was second, though. That was number it's, one team in the country, though, right? One or two? I thought it was one. You might be right. Yeah, because I think you're right. Because that was a big deal. That's it. If, you, if it's number one, you automatically it's fine. I don't care who you are. That's Patino okay. was the head coach then, by the way. Who? Patino was the head coach. Okay, thank you. Uh, Austin says, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter are good movies. Christian and DJ are straight-up weirdos with the anime stuff. By the way, my 23-year-old son also told me it's a little out there for me. Okay. But again, 
for to each their own. And it's funny because Parker likes a lot of things that are sort of off the beaten path, not mainstream. I guess is what I would say. And he's not an anime guy, but that I doesn't, think, doesn't make him right or wrong. Yeah, I'm not trying to sway anybody's opinion on it. I think there, it's just like regular TV. There's something for everybody in animation. Yeah, right. Um, some Southern Structural Solutions text line offerings. Do we have an 11:30? I did not see that coming. We'll do here in a minute. Yeah, we got time. Um, Jr. says Dave Chappelle doing the voice of his white friend Chip, and his killing them softly show is classic. Also. He also says Eddie Murphy doing a black man playing a white man on Saturday Night Live in the early to mid '80s was great. That was hilarious. Do you guys ever see that bit? Uh-uh. He yeah. basically walks in. He walks into like a convenience store and and he's like, uh, "Hello," you know, and he's all he's all like he's basically in white face. Yeah. And the guy's like, he's like, uh, "How much is it?" And he's like, "No, just just take it, just take it." He's like, it's, it's, "Really?" Like white people are just giving stuff oh, to yeah, each yeah, other yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah. I don't think that happened. Uh, please ask Chris Kane. Oh, it wasn't me. I got this question yesterday. What Fayetteville school you attended? It wasn't me. It was it was uh, John Neighbors. He went to a school. We talked about it on his show one time because he 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 said he went to a school that didn't have walls, an elementary school. Um, what, what do this, you mean, like no walls in between classes? There were no walls. How does a how does a building not have walls? That, how does it stand? I don't know. There were no walls without any foundation. They were breaking barriers back then. No walls. No barriers. No barriers. Crazy. Yeah, I know. This guy says they beat number four Kentucky this weekend when he mentioned what a successful weekend we had on the Hill. Just kidding. They had a great weekend, too. Yes, it was a huge weekend for gymnastics. We talked about that. This is from the 501. They're trying to cancel Blazing Saddles. Yeah, that one's... I rewatched that recently. And? That's a good movie. Could you make it again? Uh, Listen, they have a PSA before now. Yeah. And it was... But it, it wasn't like putting down the movie. It was establishing context of the time and it even said this is intended to parody parody. what was going on at the time and so it was a really well done psa you know i think like we have kids christian like you young kids so we watch disney movies there are some disney movies that have psas before as well they're just in text this was like someone sitting down talking them through it almost like telling the young people listen here this is okay to laugh at because it was a different time and it's joking about a different time and making fun of that time. But uh, yeah, Blazing Saddles still funny. Yeah, well done and uh, hilarious. Still, uh, I, don't, watched, I don't know if it could be made today, but it's hilarious. It definitely couldn't be made. Yeah. But I watched uh, Aladdin with my son the other day and it had a PSA before it. Yeah, that Why? and uh, what's the I other guess one? Because it was making fun. Uh, Peter what? Pan has one too. Or maybe well, it didn't make fun of Indian culture, but it probably had some stereotypes. Aladdin. In there. Aladdin said it had some stereotypes, and so does uh, Peter Pan. There's there's a couple PSAs before those two. What? For sure. what, what? I don't know. The, I'll have to go back and watch it. Stereotype in Peter Pan. Uh, oh, the Native there? Americans. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you meant that yeah. uh, fairies are. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris says Matt Jones was not starting due to that idiot coach, not his production. No, we said it was because of his production, and I wouldn't say coach not was an idiot. Saturday Night Live just had a skit on waiters memorizing orders. Check it out. I can't wait to see it. Uh, did you hear me talk about this earlier? What? You're probably working. That okay, was. so I was at a restaurant over the weekend. The waiter, uh, I did not have a lot of confidence in him memorizing the thing. So he takes the order, drink order. He forgets to drink. He comes back, and he's like, then my buddy's like, hey, my drink. He's like, oh, oh, sorry about that. I totally spaced it. And then he, like, wanders off to a couple other tables, eventually goes back and gets his drink 10 minutes later. I was like, dude, come on. Then we order food to go, and he doesn't write anything down. I'm like, I need this, this with this, and this sauce, and this and that. And he's like, uh, okay. And he repeats it back. Cool. And he comes back 15 minutes later, and he goes, I got your order in. He goes, now, now tell me again what you got. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. Oh, so I was no. kind of furious, but then he did a great job packaging it up, so I tipped him like normal anyway. But I was like, you don't impress me as a waiter or waitress because you don't write it down. I'm more impressed that it gets right and it gets out quick. I don't care if you write it down or not. I don't demer- give you demerits because you don't memorize it. You're not Mike Ross. I'm not, I don't expect you to memorize the legal textbooks. Just give me my order, make it quick, and get it right. You don't have to, you don't have to memorize it. Not once. Are you impressed by anybody who memorizes your order? No. I, I don't even, even think about it. To be Thank honest, I, in fact... And you know what? If they write it down, they don't have to either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even... I never even think about... Uh, order, I don't even... Don't think about it one bit, but you're right. I if will they think don't about write it, it if they don't write it down. It freaks and, me out. And they don't come back, and I'm like, okay. I have bad anxiety yeah. anyway. I should definitely be medicated. So I'm like, I'm I'm on the razor's disagree. edge as it is. I disagree. I really, really need... You've been with me. Oh, I when I heard your story about almost killing someone in the parking lot, before you even uttered a word of context behind it, I was like, yeah, I've been there. I've seen that. 
I know. I, I don't even need to know the story, and I can I'd absolutely see it. Yeah. If I wasn't going to the airport, I wouldn't care. I'm like, ah, go ahead, go ahead. But I'm like, I gotta get to the airport. Now we were. You would have been in a rush for if you were going to the airport. It would have been I'm trying to get to B Dubs or I'm trying to get to whatever bar we're going to. And if they're impeding that, yeah, words would have been said, things would have been spoken or yelled. I feel seen. I knew exactly. Whenever you, uh, whenever seen. you told that story yesterday, I paused my radio, went and grabbed something, came back out, hit play because I was like, I know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. Sure enough, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be on my and best the behavior. Part was the fact that they weren't even trying to get in front of you the whole time. They yeah. were just trying to get to the other. That was the best part but about you don't it. Realize, was, like, you're how... yelling at me, you're yelling at me, and it's like, oh, yeah. Okay, go Well, ahead. he was so close to hitting me, and I'm like, he still should have let me get by before he edged his sure. no turning radius van into my car almost. I'm like, this just hit my car. I'm completely going to miss this plane. I'm going to flip out on this dude. I was not happy. I know. Thanks for bringing it up, though. You're welcome. Jerk. I'm here for you. It's true. You know Lay down. Me. Tell me your troubles. You know me too well. Yes. We can get a couch in here. I know. What do you want? Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. Sports Center. It'll be a busy day up on the hill for Arkansas sports. Arkansas baseball returns to action as they host Grambling today for one game. First pitch is set for three. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. Arkansas basketball also gets back to action as they host Vanderbilt in Fayetteville. Arkansas will be going for their first three-game win streak in conference play this year. Tip is set for eight. Coverage will start on the buzz at 7.30. Stay tuned after the game for the Guatney Buick GMC Guatney Chevrolet postgame show. And elsewhere in the SEC, Mississippi State is hosting 16th-ranked Kentucky at 6 on ESPN. And LSU is hosting Georgia at six on the SEC Network. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The king of Arkansas sports talk, Randy Rainwater for Bet Saracen. There's big news in the mobile sports betting business. Bet Saracen was just named the 15th largest sports book in America. That's because our Kansans like to do business with a winner. Find all your winners on Bet Saracen. Download it today. Look for my double R prop bet specials. I pick them, you win them. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Central Arkansas, here's the Brewskies North Schedule. Doors open seven days a week for lunch at 11 a.m. Happy hour goes from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sports trivia every Monday at 7 p.m. Tuesday night, Texas Hold'em Poker at 7 p.m. And Wednesday trivia night at 7 p.m. Thursday night live music has a new start time and gets going at 8 p.m. Every Friday, Saturday night it's karaoke party 9 p.m till 2 a.m brewskis you home for lunch happy hour and late night at southern floor coating coatings are all they do and they won't be beat on price factory trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with uv stability for all your outside projects when you call you'll talk with a professional interested in your project not a voicemail don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year transform your patio porch or pool deck and call the real pros at southern floor coating 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com did you know arch marine is the kayak leader in central arkansas right now get 20 percent off all feel free kayaks all the prices are falling on kayaks this month don't forget we repair atvs your granddaddy trusted arch marine and so can you Right now at Fort Thompson, Smith & Wesson Shield, 2.0 9mm, 269.90. Beretta APXA1, 9mm, 199.90 after $50 mail-in rebate. CCI 9mm Brass, 50-count box, $12.99 at Fort Thompson and Sherwood. Can't get enough of us on the radio? Follow us on Twitter at JustinAkry7, at DJ45Williams, and at CWeaver1037.
anymore. Uh, it's 11.41. I guess we're going to do... I did not see that coming. Your biggest surprises from over the weekend. Chris Kane, do you have any? I should have given you more time to think about it. Think about your biggest surprises. How about if I turn on your, fir- your right mic? How about first? let me think about it? Think about it while I do a okay. couple more items here. Okay. okay. Like uh, mention our friends over at Guani Chevrolet. Can I do that? I love those guys. You know, and girls. How and often? everything over there. I love them. How often? They have a Christian. They do. Yeah. Yes. So if she goes by... Christian. That's true. It's weird. I know. Um, anyway, if you are interested in getting a great deal on a vehicle and you also don't want to pay for it for four months, I know the place. You go to Guadagni Chevrolet. It's very simple. If you haven't gone there lately, it's time to go back. And if you haven't gone there before, I wonder what have you been doing? Where have you been buying your cars? Sheesh. What year is this? They've been doing it since 1957. You're going to get more for your trade. You're going to get uh, a great deal on the car. They're going to help you with financing. Right now, you get a Silverado under 3%. I know it's hard to believe. You're your truck guy, uh, Silverado guy. Got mine on the show formerly known as uh, Overtime Live on the on the air. 2015 on, on the air. On the, on the air. There's a discount involved from Guatney. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Listen. You know what the discount is? Yeah, you're not just friendship. a pretty face. You got a big brain. It's called friendship. That's uh. Yeah. Don't think Chris Kane is just a pretty face. He also has a huge brain. He knows where to buy his vehicles. Huge. Huge. Uh. And again, the SUVs. You get the big ones, the Tahoes. They had a great li- line of them the other day when Didn't I was out there. Did you drive a truck recently? Did you I am in a truck. Right? You're in that one silver, right now. Uh, silver auto. Wait, silver auto. That's me. Yeah, I love it. I know. Especially when you're moving stuff. Yeah. Like I was. Important. That was hell. <laughs> but the truck made it a lot better. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, by the end of it, I was like, man, I wish I was on a track so I didn't have room to move anything and I could just leave it. But uh, anyway, you can go over there and get yourself whatever you need. They had a, they had a line of Tahoes when I was there last time. It looked like the Secret Service is in town. So I, I would definitely encourage you to go over there and see them. Anyway, they'll take care of you on your trade, too. You know, we'll, do, we'll take a break first before so you can really think about your... I'd appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I'm going through my list of, oh, what surprised me this weekend? Well, there's a lot. You don't even have to leave Fayetteville. That's true. You got Hagen Smith, you got Caleb Battle, you got the the perfect game. I feel like those are all coreless, though, aren't they? Like it's just the obvious. Is there anything out there? Something a little bit more of a stretch. How about a, a Duke player attacking a, a Wake Forest student who runs on the floor to celebrate his team's success? I didn't see that coming. Filipowski. Yeah. I, I blame him. I think he tried to trip the kid. I did. It he's did like, look like there was he's an like, extension. Fall down, fatty. It did look like there was some extension there. I did go back and watch this. Zapruder it was film. just like Caden. It looked like an extension of the arm. Like he was frustrated. Yep. And there had to be a second pusher. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just like Kalen Clark. <laughs> push. I'm telling you, dude. It looked to me it looked like he was going after the kid. But I agree, they gotta find a way to get people off the floor. Anyway. Um let me see what we got here. Uh Mark says, Would Django and Chain be a recent version of Blazing Saddles, different stories but out there pushing limits? I don't think of those in the same way. It wasn't a parody much. I like I like Tarantino because he rewrites history. And Tarantino will also push the limit. His oh, reimagining yeah. is great. Well, yeah. He's got white people saying the N-word a lot, yeah. mostly him. him. Um, so yeah. He wrote himself in. <laughs> yes, he's like, mm, let me see how many times I can... Because he took a lot of heat over that. Remember when that, when that happened with Pulp Fiction? Well, I don't remember it, but I know he did. Well, sorry. Anyway, those of us who were in college when it came out. Um, but yeah, it was, I was like, ooh, I don't, I, don't, I don't use that word. I'm not really that comfortable with it, but yeah. they didn't seem to bat an eye. I was like, if Samuel L. Jackson's cool with it, I'm fine yeah. with it. Whatever. And Samuel L. keeps working with them over and over. So. Hey, listen, money, the checks keep cashing, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, I went to Landmark Elementary in Pulaski County. It has wall. It didn't have walls either. Lots of columns and short walls. I went to an elementary school or kindergarten. We had, we had partitions that were like cubicles. Okay. We didn't have full walls. But to have just a big open room and people huddled up in each corner where they're doing class and not distract other distractible like child, class children. like having in the gym or something. That's yeah, crazy. I'm just like, I can't even imagine because kids are already easily distracted as it is. Hey, this apparently has been more common than we thought. Like, we, us three had never heard of this before. We brought it up on Out of Bounds a while ago. And then now we've had people write in comments like that. Chuck Gatlin's in here telling us at his school up in Paragool it had no walls. So it's, it, it was apparently a thing. They're not around anymore. I can understand why. That explains a lot about how Chuck got into radio. Um, if you're only the only one storming the court, does that make you a streaker? There's so. an argument to be well, made. if you have clothes on, you're still a streaker. Though. Yeah, there needs... Well, yeah. Well, how do you feel about how do you feel about the court storm, Chris? I feel like uh, I don't think there's a good way to stop it, and I don't think any kid gives any care in the world what the school gets fined for it. As we've seen, it disagree. could be hundreds of thousands of. Do- you think kids care about that? I disagree. There's not an easy way to stop it. Well, it, what's the easy way? You put a sniper in the rafters. Oh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> Shoots there one. It is. There it is. Shoot one. <laughs> you shoot one kid in the calf, and you're like, you don't know if it's going to be you. So you're going to run out there and take the chance that you're the one that gets capped? No, sir. 
Not the one. Uh, I think that would be frowned upon, but I don't you think... You said there's no way. Okay. I didn't say it was reasonable. All right, all right, all right. I didn't say Fine. it was acceptable. Fine. Fine. So, <laughs> you win. DJ Williams proposed yesterday, if you storm the court, you get the loss. And I also saw that Alabama's AD proposed that. I don't think they would care. Oh, I think they would. Oh, you I'd, would. I'd, no, the school would care. No, I think I, the kids would care. I don't. I don't think th- you think because kids that think about nothing. that. Yes, if it they knew, if they knew for a fact that if they ran on the court, it was going to give their team an L. If they ran out there in mass and it was going to give their team an L, I think absolutely student athletes or students would not do that. I I think some would obviously, but I think I think you would have a situation where if it's against it now, if it's against number eight, maybe not. If it's against number one and the emotions of the game, the build up, and if especially if it's a good game. I think you have a situation where, and then it becomes a situation where some will storm, and even if they don't all storm, does it still count as a court storm? If a yeah, hundred storm, if exactly. Well, if a hundred do, that's a lot. A hundred, yeah. eh, not compared to a couple thousand. A hundred people squeezed into a basketball court is a lot. If it's on a football field, maybe not. Okay. But yeah, I, I think you would have to literally line with security. I mean, like shoulder to shoulder, and hope that you can hold them back. The problem is. You're going to have some violent inter- exchanges, yeah. and nobody wants that. I agree. Definitely. But I think if you're really, really serious, you give the team the L. I don't think it'll happen. It would happen less, but I think you would still have situations where it would happen because the emotions of the game would overwhelm some of these kids. We'll never know because it'll never happen. That's exactly right. So what's the next best thing? What's a reasonable thing? The SEC's doing all they can do. They're like, we're going to fine you. But most well, of the schools are like, we don't care. But you should have a protocol in place to get the... The problem is, too, and Filipowski pointed this out. I will agree with him on this one, although I still think he tried to push that kid down. Um, fall down, fatty! Oh, my knee! Uh, it's not funny anymore! I got hurt! No, but I think if... Uh, if he, His point was, like, they were coming on the floor before the thing ticked zero. Like, it wasn't even zero yet. It was like, yeah. almost zero, and they're on the he floor. He had no chance to even get across the court. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I agree. I mean, here's my thing. If you're a player and it's getting down there and you're like, thinking on me, I might get... what I would do is I'd be stopping and playing, what are you running out here for? Your team was favored! You guys are idiots! <laughs> now, the Wake Forest students are idiots. You're favored in the game and you beat Duke. Book smart, though. It's good school. Yeah, but you're, you're dumb. Like, you're common sense dumb. That's the problem. Possibly. Your team was favored in the game and you ran on the court. Here's what I'll tell you. And, and they weren't number one. In football, Clemson has this figured out. I've said this for years. They allow everyone on the field after the game. In football. Mm-hmm. And it's understood. So you know what? Even in the days when they had Tommy Bowden and they weren't exactly great, but they were on the precipice of it and they would upset everyone, someone every now and then to lose to someone they're not supposed to, the Clemsoning verbiage that became popular. They all knew they could storm the field. You just got to wait till the other team cleared. And then they'd all storm the field. And they just game a couple minutes. They'd open the gates. And I've said for years, if it was more controlled and you and it, there was an expectation, hey, we're going. We're just waiting for the gates to That's open. That's the habit. That's yeah, it. that becomes the habit. That's is like it. We, we go out every time. Every time. It's allowed. I agree. And you, you create, a, you normalize it in a way that, hey, look, you will, but you got to at least let them clear. And then I think you would have at least an understanding, and it would take a little time to be implemented. But Clemson has it figured out. They never have to worry about a storm because they're allowed every game. Hey, come on the field, talk with players, take pictures running down the hill, touching the rock, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I got to do it a couple times when I went and visited friends there, and I was like, oh, this is incredible. They've got it figured out. That's smart. But there's also that liability. And the, some leagues, like the SEC, don't even want to take it on. Players on the field, auto, automatically, or sorry, fans. You're liable for them now. They're on your field. I mean, humans can typically get into a stadium and onto a field anyway if they want to bad enough. I agree. I'm with you. I like that idea. Normalize it. Let them do it, but make it to where it's understood. You're allowed. We go every time. Yeah, but we do. Got to wait. We do it in a minute. That's right. Exactly. All right, we're back in a second. I did not see that coming. Get ready. Don't act like I never told you. Arkansas golf legend John Daly joins the mayhem each week brought to you by Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today, and by Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, family-owned and operated diesel and truck repair you can trust. Do you need Rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8888888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are, just dial 8. 888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Some people aren't easily inspired. They require a little more craftsmanship. 
more elegance, more excitement. Some people are inspired and see the future before it's here. They see the GV70 for its selection as a car and driver 10 vest, GV80 for its soft quilted leather, reclining and heated second row seats, and for its IIHS top safety rating. What inspires you? The all-new Genesis of Conway. The future of luxury today. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzi.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZI to learn more. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. Our network includes both mail order and local pharmacies to fulfill your prescriptions. If you don't have insurance, it's okay. We can help with that too and no one is turned away. With more than 65 locations in Arkansas, there's a good chance we're in your hometown. Look us up at ourcare.net. Tune in each day to Drive Time Sports to hear Trey Biddy talk all things Razorbacks. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. If you're loving what you hear on The Zone, you should try our video stream on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, or X if you're a nerd. Now, let's get back into The Zone. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. Did not see that coming. Brought to you by Barton's Home Outlet. Break up with your big box store and shop at Home Outlet. 100% employee owned and guaranteed lowest prices on quality kitchen, bath, flooring, and DIY products. Visit HomeOutlet.com for online ordering or more info. All right. I'll let you go first, guest. Oh, Chris Kane. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I was able to find one. I did not see that coming. Golly. Talk about bare minimum. I Go know. ahead. Competitive eating legend Joey Chestnut. Okay. Losing an eating contest. What? Whoa. This is he good. lost. Reigning pistachio eating champion Nick Weary was also in this contest. NFL edge rusher Joey Bosa, didn't see that coming, was hmm. in this pistachio eating contest. It was the wonderful pistachios get cracking eating championship in Santa Monica, California. Mr. James Webb, congratulations. Setting a record with an incredible 338 pistachios eaten in just eight minutes. Do they crack the shell and eat them, or do they just eat them... Without I the like, shell. Yeah. I believe it, it's, in, it's in the name. I don't have Kraken. the official rules, yeah. but it is the Get Kraken Eating Championship. Okay. I would imagine you it's have to crack, and that is a lot. Your hands would be sore. You ever, like, oh, I'll yeah. eat 20 yeah. pistachios, oh, yeah. and my thumbs hurt. Yeah. I'm so also very If they were soft. already cracked, I could easily eat that many. Though. Oh, no doubt. So, you know, what do you think he got for his uh, his troubles of beating a, a world champion eater like Joey Chestnut? A bag of pistachios? Basically. 5,000. <laughs> oh. That's a lot. That's not bad. I that's mean, pretty good cheese. Yeah. All of those people are probably like actual competitive eaters and go around and do those things pretty I, often. I did not see this coming. Uh, Arkansas State Baseball picked back in the pack in the Sun Belt in the preseason for whatever those idiots know, whoever does the prognostications. Um, they are hosting, yes, hosting Central Arkansas today in a midweek game. They are 8-0. And I don't care who you are or who you played, it's a good start. Absolutely. Weird stuff happens. They beat Omaha in three games. They beat UAPB. They beat Ole Miss, and then they swept Lindenwood. 
Wow. Way to go. Congratulations. That's a great start, 8-0. Fantastic start. Um, I'm, I'll say this. As much as I was very impressed by this young man when I saw him play against UCA earlier this year, Jalen Crocker Johnson just got named the freshman of the week by the Ohio Valley Conference for the eighth, eighth time. I'm going to make a wild bet. They're going to name him freshman of the year in the OVC. What? Yeah. I you think? I'll, yeah, I'll bet you 100 bucks. What are my odds? <laughs> 1,001. You still shouldn't take it. That's insane. Dang. So impressive. Yeah. I did not see the coming that the match was yesterday. Did anybody know that? The uh, match? I saw it last night. What's on, the match? On Max. It's the match, the, it was Roy McElroy, yeah. Max Homa versus two... So irrelevant, we didn't even know. Yeah. They, th- this is so bad. It was on Max. I looked last night. I was, I was looking for well, something was late on, to it watch. It was on TNT. I saw. Oh, was it? Okay, they, yeah. they simulcast On the it, undercard, yeah, I saw DJ agreement. Khaled took on Charles Barkley and beat him. Well, I'd actually be interested in watching that. I would way, I would way rather watch interesting people who aren't pro yeah. golfers doing this. I don't want to watch pro golfers. No, that. that's way more interesting. Like the thing they did with Romo and uh, and uh, who else was it? Mahomes and those guys. That's way more interesting to me. Anyway. Anyway, they always promote this thing very poorly. Um, yeah, they do. I also did not see... This Sunday's game between number five Iowa and number two Ohio State is the most expensive ticket in women's basketball on record. That's this weekend. Yeah, is WNBA it in Iowa City? Combined. Yes. Uh, the current get-in for non-GA ticket is four hundred ninety-one dollars, which is, you know, how much? Four hundred ninety-one. Wow. Um. Yeah, Ohio State beat them in a classic earlier this year back back over there, so it was a good game. Uh, historic win, really, for Kentucky. It was the biggest win or most points I think they scored in a conference game in forever. 117-95, to the final. I don't know what the over-under was, but I hope everybody picked the over. It, it is remarkable. It was the most points Kentucky scored against Alabama ever. Previous high was 111 in 1973. And I want to say, oh, new school record for most points scored against an opponent ranked in the AP poll. Previous high was 113 against number 13 Notre Dame, the year of my birth, 1974. I knew to take the over. You want to know why? Because of your Saturday morning sports betting show right here on The Buzz. The guys was like, this has got to be the over. And they got it. They're good. It's been quoted, uh, Dane Bradshaw, I'll tell you that in a minute. Who's your pet in Wittorock? Do you know where to look? Our city shelter to the Wittorock Animal Village houses over 200 animals, so they can't tell you over the phone if your pet is there. Please go in person to 4500 Kramer off South University next to First Tee. Strays are available for adoption after seven days, so when you're looking to adopt, please visit the Animal Village. You'll meet all ages, breeds, and sizes, and many are already trained. Just a 